0: An imperfect reading of Federigo's Falcon by Giovanni Boccaccio. There was once in Florence a young man named Federico, the son of Messer Filippo Alberghi, renowned above all other men in Tuscany for his prowess in arms and for his courtliness. As often happens to most gentlemen, he fell in love with a lady named Mona Giovanna, in her day considered to be one of the most beautiful and one of the most charming women that ever there was in Florence. And in order to win her love, he participated in jousts and tournaments, organized and gave feasts, and spent his money without restraint. But she, no less virtuous than beautiful, cared little for these things done on her behalf, nor did she care for him who did them. Now, as Federigo was spending far beyond his means and was taking nothing in, as easily happens, he lost his wealth and became poor with nothing but his little farm to his name, from whose revenues he lived very meagerly, and one falcon, which was among the best in the world. More in love than ever, but knowing that he would never be able to live the way he wished to in the city, he went to live at Campi, where his farm was. There he passed his time hawking whenever he could, asked nothing of anyone, and endured his poverty patiently. Now during the time that Federico was reduced to dire need, it happened that the husband of Mona Giovanna fell ill, and realizing death was near, he made his last will. He was very rich, and he made his son, who was growing up, his heir, and since he had loved Mona Giovanna very much, he made her his heir, should his son die without a legitimate heir, and then he died. Mona Giovanna was now a widow. And as is the custom among our women, she went to the country with her son to spend a year on one of her possessions very close by to Federico's farm. And it happened that this young boy became friends with Federico and began to enjoy birds and hunting dogs. And after he had seen Federico's falcon fly many times, it pleased him so much that he very much wished it were his own. But he did not dare ask for it for he could see how dear it was to Federico. And during this time, it happened that the young boy took ill, and his mother was much grieved, for he was her only child, and she loved him enormously. She would spend the entire day by his side, never ceasing to comfort him, and often asking him if there was anything he desired, begging him to tell her what it might be, for if it were possible to obtain it, she would certainly do it everything possible to get it. After the young boy had heard her make this offer many times, he said, Mother, if you can arrange for me to have Federico's falcon, I think I would be well very soon. When the lady heard this, she was taken aback for a moment, and she began to think what she should do. She knew that Federico had loved her for a long time, in spite of the fact that he never received a single glance from her. And so she said to herself, How can I send her, or go and ask for this falcon of his, which is, as I have heard tell, the best that ever flew, and besides this, his only means of support? And how can I be so insensitive as to wish to take away from this gentleman the only pleasure which is left to him, and involved in these thoughts?" knowing that she was certain to have the bird if she asked for it, but not knowing what to say to her son. She stood there without answering him. Finally, the love she bore her son persuaded her that she should make him happy, and no matter what the consequences might be, she would not send for the bird, but rather go herself for it and bring it back to him. So she answered her son, My son, take comfort and think only of getting well, "'for I promise you that the first thing I shall do tomorrow morning "'is to go for it and bring it back to you.' "'The child was so happy that he showed some improvement that very day. "'The following morning the lady, accompanied by another woman, "'as if going for a stroll, went to Federigo's modest house and asked for him. "'Since it was not the season for it, Federigo had not been hawking for some days "'and was in his orchard attending to certain tasks.' When he heard that Mona Giovanna was asking for him at the door, he was very surprised and happy to run there. As she saw him coming, she greeted him with feminine charm, and once Federigo had welcomed her courteously, she said, Greetings, Federigo." Then she continued, I have come to compensate you for the harm you have suffered on my account by loving me more than you needed to. And the compensation is this. I along with his companion of mine, intend to dine with you a simple meal this very day. To this, Federigo humbly replied, Madonna, I never remember having suffered any harm because of you. On the contrary, so much good have I received from you that, if ever I have been worth anything, it has been because of your merit and the love I bore for you. And your generous visit is certainly so dear to me that, I would spend all over again that which I spent in the past, but you have come to a poor host. And having said this, he received her into his home humbly, and from there he led her into his garden. And since he had no one there to keep her company, he said, My lady, since there is no one else, this good woman here, the wife of this workman, will keep you company while I go to set the table. Though he was very poor, Federico until now had never before realized to what extent he had wasted his wealth. But this morning, the fact that he found nothing with which he could honor the lady for the love of whom he had once entertained countless men in the past gave him cause to reflect. In great anguish he cursed himself and his fortune, and like a man beside himself he started running here and there, but could find neither money nor a pawnable object. The hour was late, and his desire to honor the gracious lady was great, but not wishing to turn for help to others, not even to his own workmen. He set his eyes upon his good falcon, perched in a small room, and since he had nowhere else to turn, he took the bird, and finding it plump, he decided that it would be a worthy food for such a lady. So, without further thought he wrung its neck and quickly gave it to his servant girl to pluck, prepare, and place on a spit to be roasted with care. And when he had set the table with the whitest of tablecloths, a few of which he still had left, he returned with a cheerful face to the lady in his garden, saying that the meal he was able to prepare for her was ready. The lady and her companion Rose went to the table together with Federico, "'who waited upon them with the greatest devotion, "'and they ate the good falcon "'without knowing what it was they were eating. "'And having left the table "'and spent some time in pleasant conversation, "'the lady thought it's time now "'to say what she had come to say, "'and so she spoke these kind words to Federigo. Federigo, if you recall your past life "'and my virtue, which you perhaps mistook "'for harshness and cruelty,' I do not doubt that all you will be amazed by my presumption when you hear what my main reason for coming here is. But if you had children through whom you might have experienced the power of parental love, it seems certain to me that you would, at least in part, forgive me. But just as you have no child, I do have one, and I cannot escape the common laws of other mothers. The force of such laws compels me to follow them. "'against my own will "'and against good manners and duty, "'and to ask of you a gift "'which I know is most precious to you. "'And it is naturally so, "'since your extreme condition "'has left you no other delight, "'no other pleasure, "'no other consolation. "'And this gift is your falcon, "'which my son is so taken by "'that if I do not bring it to him, "'I fear his sickness will grow "'so much worse that I may lose him. "'And therefore,' I beg you, not because of the love that you bear for me, which does not oblige you in the least, but because of your own nobility, which you have shown to be greater than that of all others in practicing courtliness, that you be pleased to give it to me, so that I may say that I have saved the life of my son by means of this gift, and because of it I have placed him in your debt forever. When he heard what the lady requested, and knew that he could not oblige her since he had given her the falcon to eat. Federigo began to weep in her presence, for he could not utter a word in reply. The lady at first thought his tears were caused more by the sorrow of having to part with the good falcon than by anything else, and she was on the verge of telling him she would not she no longer wished it, but she held back and waited for Federigo's reply after he stopped weeping. And he said, "'My lady, ever since it pleased God for me "'to place my love in you, "'I have felt that fortune has been hostile to me "'in many things, and I have complained of her. "'But all this is nothing compared to what she has "'just done to me, "'and I must never be at peace with her again, "'thinking about how you have come here to my poor home "'where, while it was rich, you never deigned to come.' And you requested a small gift, and fortune worked to make it impossible for me to give it to you. And why this is so, I shall tell you briefly. When I heard that you, out of your kindness, wished to dine with me, I considered it fitting and right, taking into account your excellence and your worthiness, that I should honor you according to my possibilities, with a more precious food than that which I usually serve to other people. Therefore, remembering the falcon that you requested and its value, I judged it a food worthy of you. And this very day you had it, roasted and served you as best I could. But seeing now that you desired it another way, my sorrow in not being able to serve you is so great that I shall never be able to console myself again. And after he said this, he laid the feathers, the feet, and the beak of the bird before her as proof. When the lady heard and saw this, she first reproached him for having killed such a falcon to serve as a meal to a woman, but then to herself she commended the greatness of his spirit, which no poverty was able or would be able to diminish. Then, having lost all hope of getting the falcon, and perhaps because of this, of improving the health of her son as well, She thanked Federico, both for the honor paid to her and for his goodwill, and she left in grief and returned to her son. To his mother's extreme sorrow, either because of his disappointment that he could not help the falcon or because his illness must have necessarily led to it, the boy passed from this life only a few days later. After the period of her mourning and bitterness had passed, The lady was repeatedly urged by her brothers to remarry since she was very rich and was still young, and although she did not wish to do so, they became so insistent that she remembered the merits of Federigo and his last act of generosity, that is, to have killed such a falcon to do her honor. And she said to her brothers, I would prefer to remain a widow, if that would please you, but... If you wish me to take a husband, you may rest assured that I shall take no man but Federigo del Gialberghi. In answer to this, and making fun of her, her brothers replied, You foolish woman, what are you saying? How can you want him? He hasn't a penny to his name. To this she replied, My brothers, I am well aware of what you say, but I would rather have a man who needs money than money that needs a man. Her brother, seeing that she was determined and knowing Federico to be of noble birth, no matter how poor he was, accepted her wishes and gave her in marriage to him with all her riches. When he found himself the husband of such a great lady, whom he had loved so much and who was so wealthy besides, he managed his financial affairs with more prudence than in the past and lived with her happily the rest of his days."